This is the multicast number eight. Yes. It is about the movie Paranormal Activity. We're going to review this. That's right. Yes. But before we actually review the movie, we're actually going to do some man-on-the-street interviews that we caught right as people were leaving the theater. So here we go. We're going to do that and then jump right into the review. <laughs> but uh, all right, we're here. This is the Multi-Geek Show. Tim and Jason, we're here. We just saw the screening of Paranormal Activity. What's your name? Zach Robin. Zach, what did you think of the movie? I'm not going to be able to sleep for about a week. Yeah? Yeah. You like that a lot? I kind of like it right now. I probably won't like it later. Yeah. <laughs> I hear my air conditioner knock and get up. Yeah, it was, it was pretty freaky, right? Yeah, it was. It looked realistic. That was. It was just ridiculous. Yeah, would you say that this is better than the Blair Witch Project? Yeah. The Blair Witch Project didn't scare me at all. Yeah? No, right? Yeah. This right. one... Scared the shit out of me. <laughs> what, what's your name? You want to? Chris. Chris. What did you think? Um. Well, I'm. I love horror movies as much as the next guy, and I'll watch anything. But man, my heart's never beat so fast in my life. Yeah. Even though I could kind of predict kind of some of the things that was going to happen, that's ridiculous. Yeah. My heart's never beat it that fast for a movie. That was ridiculous. <laughs> that's fantastic. What about you? You got anything to say? Yeah, man. I'm Gabriel. I just. It's just the whole movie. It's just waiting for something to happen. I think it makes it worse, man. It yeah. makes it so real. Yeah, totally, it's, totally. It's, it's totally different. Yeah, that's fantastic. It's really cool. You got anything to say, Dave? Or I, I don't know. The anticipation was just. It's just it's just waiting for something to happen makes it worse. I thought it was like fantastic. Knowing, yeah. No, knowing something's gonna happen and not knowing what it is is just it's no. I'm telling you, well, what I thought was ridiculous is that they slowly creeped it in. I think that they built this sense of anticipation with the audience yeah. where they eased you in. They eased you in. Yeah, they eased you yeah. in. They eased yeah, you in until yeah. And they did a really good job of doing it seamlessly. So. Every, every time the, the night number came on, I was like, oh, here we go again. <laughs> I never wanted a cigarette so bad in my life right now. I think we should take this outside. I have this thing this big of whiskey just to deal with it. <laughs> All right, well, you heard it here, folks. This is the Multi-Geek Show, and that is uh, First Thoughts on the Paranormal Activity movie. We actually had, uh, this was a, a last-minute screener, but I'm very thankful to our contacts. Um, so if you're listening out there, thank you very much, Vanessa. Um, we are going to talk about this film, which was released in limited release, uh, actually in 2007 at um, some film festivals. It was actually, uh, I think it was in 2007, it was written and directed by... Uh, Oren Pelly, and forgive me if I'm butchering the pronunciation of that, but um, it was October 14, 2007 that it premiered at the Scream Fest Film Festival in the U.S. Um, so now it's getting a limited release, um, and we actually just got back, so technically today, we're recording this uh, September 25, 2009 at uh, 12.51 a.m. Yep. It is rated R for language, and the tagline is don't see it alone. Well, firstly, we'll say that the first section of this podcast is spoiler-free. There are no spoilers, so if you would like to hear... There's no charge. Thought, no charge. If you'd like to hear what we thought of this film uh, without hearing any spoilers, uh, the beginning of this podcast is actually for you. Um, we'll tell you when the spoilers will begin, but to start, um, how did you feel, Jason, about the tagline, and, and is it true? Uh, I would say for most people, I, I would agree with it. Yeah. Yeah. It was definitely, um, I'll say this. 
if you don't know the plot or the premise, um, we won't... I, I personally don't want to talk about the plot or the premise in the spoiler-free part because I knew nothing about this film. Um, and then when I had the opportunity to go see the screener, it was really great because if you listen to a few podcasts back, we were talking about how you know we're potentially enjoying movies less because we've seen so many things. Yes. Um, I've seen nothing about this, so I went into it. I didn't even... When um, I heard the name, it was like Paranormal Activity. I was like, I've never even heard of that. Mm-hmm. Um, you had, but yeah. So anyway, I'm not going to go into a plot summary, but I will say right off the bat, um, if you also listen to our last episode where we reviewed um, Jennifer's Body, I was trying to. Uh, that's a film, by the way. <laughs> um, <laughs> it, I'm trying to. I was trying to come up with a rating system because I love Taco Bell. Taco Bell is my death row meal. So. Um, one of our listeners said, well, why don't you base the whole rating system on Taco Bell? Mm-hmm. Well, I think I came up with the idea, which was do a different menu item or something that would relate to Taco Bell and then relate it to the film so people get an idea. Right. Well, for this one, mm-hmm. this is what this film was like. It's like going to the Taco Bell drive through <laughs> but the Taco Bell is closed. All the lights are off. All the surrounding lights in the area are off. You realize that your car starts overheating while you're in the drive-thru and stalls and just then you see some movement inside what you thought an abandoned was an abandoned Taco Bell. Okay. Because it was that creepy. And I loved it. So what kind of rating? <laughs> I don't understand that. Because <laughs> it makes it seem like you didn't like it. No, it was just that creepy like if I was driving in a Taco Bell because yeah. I couldn't think of a food that was terrifying. I didn't think that was the point. No, it's... Yes, kind of. It's not supposed to be like a one through five stars. It's that I pick a menu item from Taco Bell, no matter what it is, and assign it to the movie. And I can use duplicates and just... It's going to be a different one every time, but Mm -hmm. it's just... It's kind of a different rating system. All right, I got it. So anyway, even though strange, what I'm saying is is that I thought this movie gave me the chills, it gave me the creeps, and I loved it. Yeah. Um, So... If you haven't seen this movie, if you haven't heard anything about it, go see this movie. I think that you'll enjoy it. If you uh, if you enjoy horror movies, it's definitely worth the ticket price. Um, and I wouldn't go see it alone, <laughs> honestly. Yeah. Um, it's as we were talking about. Really, the only thing it was rated R for was the language. Mm-hmm. Other than that, it was PG thirteen. Yeah. Because. Uh, I, I don't know. It's it's it's. I don't want to go too much into why it was scary because I think that'll make it less scary. Does mm, that make sense? Yeah, maybe. For, for well, for the spoiler-free portion yeah, of yeah, the show. Yeah. Um, did you have any thoughts? Spoiler-free. Uh-huh. I would just say go see it. It's really good. Yeah, it was really good. Um, both. I, I mean, Taco Bell rating system aside, I would give this thing an A. Um, and I would say definitely go see it. It's a great movie to take. Um, you know, a, a girlfriend too for this reason. She'll snuggle close to you, but also the relationships in the film are very realistic. Mm-hmm. So I think that if anything, if you both like getting a good scare and um, your boyfriend or girlfriend can handle it, um, <laughs> go together. If not, take some good friends and go see it. It will definitely keep you talking after the film. And even the whole ride home, Jason and I were talking about it. Yeah. Um, what were we saying? How it, it had a, a lasting effect? Mm-hmm. Like, it's it's rare. Yeah. That a film has that kind of an effect. Yeah, that's how I felt. 
where I just kept feeling different things about it. Like, oh, man. I mean, honestly, <clears throat> the last movie I felt that with was Saving Private Ryan, where I just mm-hmm. kept feeling it and thinking about it afterward. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a very different film, and it's certainly comparing two very different things, but the feeling is kind of a distant cousin. I mm-hmm. feel like I keep thinking, like, wow, wow. Yeah. You know. So... Now we be going into spoiler territory. If you don't want to hear any spoilers, turn off the podcast now. And the spoilers begin in three, two, one. So the ending. Ta-da! Hey! Um, Okay. Why was this movie good? What about this was chilling? You said when we walked out of the theater, we had to tell the person uh, who's standing there with the clipboard what we thought about it. Mm-hmm. Um, which, interestingly enough, this is the second screening that I've been to where when I told them what I thought about it, they went, really? Yeah. Which I didn't really care for. Jennifer's Body, I think, was the other one. Yeah, where I said, yeah, I thought it was really good. I enjoyed it. And they go, really? It's kind of like giving you their opinion of it. Yeah. So yeah. unnecessary. But in any event, you nailed it. When she asked you, I was trying to yeah. think of the words to say, and I was kind of when I'm describing she, things, I, I try to choose one word that encompasses what I feel. About yeah, it. I think it's very that's very wise, or you know, maybe just a few. I, I usually don't have uh, a lot to say yeah. about that stuff. Well, I think it's it's a discipline in collecting your thoughts and and realizing exactly what you want to say and, and articulating exactly how you feel. Yeah. Um, I'm sure that if you've listened to this show for any length of time, you know that I would more, I more hair on the side of talking a lot, <laughs> which isn't necessarily better. Mm-hmm. So in the one word, you encapsulated how you felt, and I agreed with you. What was that word? Chilling. And I agree with that. Yes. Because throughout, I kept getting the chills, especially towards the end, like they just remained there. Yeah. Yeah. It was it was uh, an excellent use, and by that I mean like goosebumps and that the hair was standing up on me. Yeah, it wasn't like it was cold in the theater. Yeah, no, nothing like that. Right? Um, why? 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 Why this? Why not? Um, you know, the Blair Witch Project mm-hmm. or any of those. Did you mm-hmm. care for that movie? It was okay, right? I, and I, there are times where it I was, was like, a movie. Oh. It was a movie. Yeah. Now, why this? Because this is very similar in its filming style it's mm-hmm. not in the woods this takes place uh, almost no this takes place 100% in a home mm-hmm. uh, but why is this more chilling why Why did this achieve what the Blair Witch Project didn't it just seemed more believable to me yeah exactly that how they started out with just things like uh, noises you know subtle noises or the door moving by itself just like that stuff very normal stuff and stuff that if you watch like supposed real ghost videos that's the stuff that happens in them you hear noises or doors moving or whatever keys sliding across the table yeah that is kind of like normal stuff now yeah but then you know it slowly moves into the crazier stuff right and slowly is the key that progression i guess is is what makes it special yeah i i couldn't say that better um i especially felt that with how they eased the audience in I got the sense that the paranormal activity in the house and the thing which is responsible for the paranormal activity in the house was almost easing their belief in too Mm -hmm. Um, 
what you find out is that this is actually not a ghost, but rather a demonic spirit. Mm-hmm. And um, it is though, like you said, it starts with doors creaking and then sounds, and then the boyfriend um, of the. Because really, the cast is three people. There are three people in the cast. It's uh, Katie Featherston, who plays Katie in the film. Mm-hmm. She is the uh, female lead. And then uh, Mika Sloat, who plays Mika, which mm-hmm. I thought that was cool, too, because it's spelled Micah, but you say it Mika. Yeah. Uh, and then Michael Bayouth, and he's the paranormal psychic. Uh, I know it doesn't show on there, but there is actually one more person. It was her friend, Katie's friend. Oh, that's right. Which... Is, Are you looking at IMDb? Yeah, yeah. They don't. It's she's not listed. She's unlisted. So there was one other person yeah. where, there but was a it was over a very, it was kind of like a minor role. So. Yeah. So, uh, Katie is the female lead, but the uh, Mika, the male character, mm-hmm. becomes belligerent and starts challenging the demon. The entire thing yeah. begins because uh, Katie has been plagued by this demon since she was younger, on and off. Mm-hmm. So Mika says, "Well, we'll get a camera." And babe, we'll just prove that you're not crazy. Okay, you're kind of crazy, but I'll get the camera because he's he's someone who's kind of a tech geek. Yeah, they set up the camera to capture paranormal activity, and that's why we, there's a camera. That's why we're seeing everything being filmed. Mm-hmm. Um, but it eases you in, and as the boyfriend becomes belligerent, you hear like a shriek and then a slam on the wall, and like just they never give you too much. There's always just enough to where you're like, whoa, that's crazy. But then when the next morning comes, it's like, did that really happen? Mm. There's no physical evidence. And then it progresses. The film progresses and progresses. And each uh, each time something occurs, it shows you which night and the date. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I thought that that was great. Because, again, I think it was that... Because the boyfriend starts out not believing it either. Yeah. And I think that the... Uh, I say the boyfriend. Mika and the audience are one and the same in that both have to believe in this thing for the payoff at the end yeah i was thinking um they're trying to get a hold of a demonologist to help them with this yes and he was unavailable because he was out of the country yeah so i was thinking is he the only demonologist available they couldn't get anyone else i thought about that too but then realistically like they couldn't get anybody else's help they didn't call anybody except that one doctor yeah i i know and they had footage of her being dragged out of bed. They're recording that. Yeah, no, they did have the footage. They could have showed that to anyone and... <laughs> have the whole house teaming with people. Yeah. Yeah, I guess... Um, To me, as far as like the, the demonologist question, I honestly don't think that there are many demonologists around town. They yeah. said that you know he was from a different city. So it's like... I'm, I'm talking about a legitimate one in their mm-hmm. reality. Yeah. One that who could really handle this, not just some guy from, you know, a bookstore or something that's like going to go in there and get himself killed or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, do you think that the reason why they didn't show people is because there's some level of disbelief and even maybe embarrassment? I know that sounds strange, but yeah, no, it doesn't. That's you know, how people really feel in real life with, I, when they have ass activity. They they feel like they're going to be ridiculed. Yeah, and even if they do have footage, they're like, I, also like, why me? It's yeah. almost like you've done something wrong. Mm-hmm. Like, well, why? Because then people start looking at you crazy like, well, wait, what'd you do? Mm-hmm. You kill somebody? And you're like, what? <laughs> you know, you asked a really good question. 
in the car. Mm-hmm. And you were saying, do you think that this type of cinematography, this docu-horror, if you will, is necessary to achieve these kinds of scares for these kinds of paranormal things, like for us to actually believe it. Um, what do you think about that? Because it was think, your question and I yeah. had an answer, but what is your answer? Uh, well, thinking about it more, I think it it is necessary now. With all the movies that have come out, we're kind of desensitized to that stuff as it is in like a, a standard movie. Yeah. Shot, you know, how they shoot a, a, you know, just a regular movie. Um, I was thinking about The Exorcist, and in that film, you see Reagan do all kinds of crazy stuff. And it's just, to me at least, it doesn't seem scary because you know it's a movie because that's the way it's presented. Correct. But this, being shot how it was, it's making it look like it's home video. It's more realistic. Yeah. It makes it more creepy. Yeah, I agree. Um, I made the joke when you asked me that question. I was like, yes, because for me to, to truly believe that this could happen and imagine it happening to myself, which is where the true terror is. Like, what would I do? Mm-hmm. I don't imagine myself on really expensive film shot with a really expensive camera run through a really expensive filter. Yeah. You know, and so I think I was able to think, wow, that's how a guy and a girl would respond to this in this situation. And what would I do? And um, I, I think it's totally necessary to do one of yeah. those docu-horrors to really to get the essence of the frightening of if this could really happen Mm -hmm. i think it's necessary to do it in those uh like digital camera style home video i'm just thinking about this um i was telling you earlier in the theater how you know movies don't scare me anymore i really don't get scared by anything anymore just because i've seen so much playing games like silent hill i'm really desensitized to that stuff but i think at least for me to make things scary again, they're going to have to go down a different route. Right. Like, I don't think I can, they're going to come out with a movie that is shot like a standard movie and it'd be scary to me ever, ever. That's never going to happen. Probably. Right. But if it's something different like this, where it actually gave me chills, I mean, that's the closest I've been in a long time to being scared is getting chills like that. Yeah. I, I think it has to do with the suspension of disbelief. Okay. I think that you are fully aware now when you see a film that has been shot with the standard Hollywood equipment mm-hmm. with cinematography and character design and yeah. you know it's it follows a, a three act format and this is the script. I think that you have automatically written that off as completely fabricated and you are not in any danger. Yeah. And it's it stands to reason, of course, that you're not really ever in danger when watching a film. Mm. But you've Unless said it's it, the ring, and well, that movie, hey, that actually was a pretty creepy movie. Yeah, I but, don't remember much of it. But why it was creepy though was because somewhere we were actually thinking, we allowed ourselves to think, man, what if that happened to me? Mm. Because of the way that they chose to depict some of the horror in it i think that it was something that we hadn't seen before or at least the way that we had normally seen it and that awakened and rekindled our suspension of disbelief where we were like we didn't put up such a large wall 
that we suspended disbelief so much that we didn't think that we were in danger. Okay. If that makes any kind of sense. Sure. So I just think that you're just like, oh, yeah, okay, cool. Let's see. What, what, what was their budget on this? Oh, I wonder what creature effects they use on this. But when we saw this movie, yeah, did that thought ever enter your head? No. Me either. And we, we passed through the fourth wall and went into the movie. And mm-hmm. we're really like, it just, we walked into that world and we're part of it until yeah. the movie was over. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that it's as easy to achieve that with modern day horror. Yeah. Because it all looks the same. It's all, yeah. you know, the... And although I love it, I mean, I love the, the different atmos- atmospheres and creatures and stuff. It's just, it's not, it doesn't give me that emotion of fright. Yeah. Yeah, it was, you know, it was not something that they could, the characters, Katie and Mika, they couldn't run from it. Mm-hmm. They couldn't see it to process the terror. Yeah. They had to just, I think the part of the mystery was there. But even so, I mean, it it still comes down to how it was shot because if it was shot just like a standard movie and that's, if this movie was shot like a regular movie, it wouldn't be as chilling or scary, I think. I agree with you. Yeah, you're right. It does come down to that. So even though it's, it's, it's an entity that they can't see and they can't fight and yeah, that's kind of scary. It, it it's the presentation it's the realism yeah because you can really look at it i mean both of us i think were curious i know i asked you to look it up on your phone the instant we got out i was like was this based on a true story mm-hmm. it was well, that's how they made it seem right which was i think a home run to me mm-hmm. because i th- i actually bought it yeah i was like wow what happened the part at the end where um where it was kind of revealed that what she was possessed yeah. When he was talking to her on the bed and then he walks away and then she smiles at the camera. Yes. Just now thinking about that, I just realized she is smiling at the camera. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. Like the camera's there and she's smiling at it. Oh wow. Like because the camera's there, that's why she's doing it. I didn't even think about that. I just thought of that now. That mm-hmm. makes it really creepy to me. Makes it way creepier. Like she, she maybe she thought, or the demon thought that somebody would be seeing it. So you know, kind of give a little creep there. Oh man, that's very cool. Yeah, because, um, well, there's a, as as the movie progresses and things get crazier and crazier each few nights. Finally, the couple decides we got to get out of here. We got to stay in a hotel. We got to just try. Mm-hmm. And so finally, when they're ready to leave, Mika finds Katie just totally out of her mind, just kind of like sluggish and, you know, sitting there just not really wanting to do anything. And he looks down at her hand and realizes that she's clutching a a crucifix Mm -hmm. uh, to the point of like physically harming herself. There's actually like some blood in her hand from squeezing it, but she doesn't look as though that's the case. Yeah. Um, However... When you go and you see the um, the the next scene where he's like, "Come on, babe, we gotta go, we gotta go." She's laying in the bed, and you see her face, and she's like, "No, no, no, it'll be okay, it'll be okay. Don't worry, no, no, please. We need to just stay here. We have to stay here." Yeah, I knew that was like the demon trying to, and I figured that too, pretend and like convince him to stay. Yeah, and I was like, "How weird!" But then I think the demon was after him. Then at that point, 
because he had already gotten her. Right. So it succeeded in that. And so. it thought, well, so I, now I got to go after this guy. Right. Well, because there was a there was a scene where the uh, I think it was the night before that the demon grabbed her by the leg finally, yeah. dragged her down the hall. You never see it. Yeah. And then I guess there was like a weird bite mark on her back. You think that's the point? I think where that's she was the possessed? point where she was possessed. Yeah. I was wondering. And um, but then from there. Because all this sounds like, and, and again, when we're talking about it and it's not presented the way that it was on film, it sounds like cheesy horror or like <laughs> crazy cultish, cultish exorcism kind of stuff. But it really was so pedestrian. It was like if it really happened. Yeah. It was like, whoa. Like the way that they revealed everything. But, so, we got to talk about the end. The very end. Yeah, I think that was... That was the build-up all the way towards that final part. And that's yeah. why you were watching the whole movie is for that those yep. final couple seconds at the end. All right, so here. I'm going to set it up, and then you tell me what happened. Oh. So after this, after all these nights, this is finally what you see. She stands up. Katie stands up. She stands in front of the... She's standing actually next to the bed. She's looking at Mika, who's asleep. You see the bed sheet kind of like waft off of him. No, like it's pulled off of him. Like, you know, like slowly. It's, like it's pulled off of him slowly yeah. as though setting him up like yeah. preparing him mm-hmm. for his doom. <laughs> then she sleepwalkingly turns and like lumbers down the steps. No, 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 no. She goes around the bed and stands next to him, remember? Oh, that's right. And she's watching him, and then it speeds up the time at the bottom of the screen because it shows what time it is, what time That's right, that's right, I'm sorry. And you could see she was standing there for a couple hours. Yeah, just like watching it. And that happens a few nights earlier. She was standing there for like three hours, and then she got back into bed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This time she was looking at him, and then after a couple hours, she then she walked downstairs. Right. And then... You, you want hear. me to continue? Well, I was just going to say, and then you hear she walks down the stairs into the dark. Now, the camera doesn't move. It's stay. I'm sorry yeah. if we didn't say this. It's on a tripod in the bedroom pointed down the hallway. Right. So that they can pick up any activity in the bedroom. That was the like one of the creepy things I thought is you could see them safe in their bed, but then you could see down the hallway where they couldn't see. Yeah. And so if I was waiting for anything to be coming down that hallway and you can see the danger coming towards them, I yeah, thought yeah, that'd yeah. be so creepy. Which... Can I just say this real quick? I know we built this up, and then I just left everybody hanging, but <laughs> I, I know it didn't work for the film. That's the answer. I know it's the answer, but I'm still going to ask the question of, why would you sleep with your door open <laughs> and just be yeah. wide open to everything in the house? That's true, but, I mean, the demon did open and close the door at will. It didn't really matter. I guess it's a psychological thing. Like, And I the would... guy, at first, he didn't really believe in any of that stuff. And maybe he didn't feel like he was in danger. I still... He wanted to get all the recordings. Demon or not, I don't like sleeping with my door open. Yeah, I don't either. <laughs> so that's what I mean. It's just a psychological thing. It's probably not going to change anything. Like, I, if I'm going to get shot, I don't want to get shot with no shirt on. Oh. I just feel like it would hurt more. I don't know. That sounds incredibly stupid. <laughs> it's psychological. I was not even thinking of that. Okay. No, I just wanted to point that out. So... <laughs> What if they use a knife? Still, shirt me. I don't. I don't. Oh, okay. Yeah. No. Come on. Bear skin. That's just not. <laughs> you don't want that to be in nah. the police photos. No, I don't care how it looks. Oh, I feel safer with a shirt on. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like your armor. Yeah. Oh, that's cute. 
It's a fool's armor. Especially when you're wearing like your Batman shirt. Oh, see, I hadn't even thought about that, but oh, I just... I did. Well, there you go. Think about it's, it every it... night. <laughs> Don't worry about that. All right, so anyway, so <laughs> she walks down the stairs lumbering. Yeah. Um, which, then you there's kind of a a silence. And then at the... I like, yeah, how they held it a little, just a little extra longer, the silence. Yeah, there's a silence. So you didn't know what was going to happen. So really, imagine this. Because you're expecting something to happen, but then it goes just that extra little bit, and you're like, well, maybe nothing is going to happen. Yeah, yeah. And so you see, again, the camera's on a tripod. It's a shot of the bedroom. You can see the bed. You can see the door and the hallway. It's upstairs. So... After she gets up, looks at him, pulls the sheet off, everything goes around. She disappears from frame as she walks down the hallway and down the steps. Yep. Then they draw that out. <laughs> and then you hear at the top of her lungs, I mean, like, in terror. Like, not like horror movie, like B-movie queen scream, but like a real woman who is really terrified. Yeah. She screams Mika's name. Yeah. Over and over. Over and over again. And then tell me what happens. And then he jumps up. He wakes up right away, kind of looks around. He's disoriented. And then he runs downstairs, and you hear her screaming. And then you hear this, like, thud, I think. And then it's just completely silent. And then it, it, it extends that out a little bit. So you're like, well, why why is there silence all of a sudden? How can there just be silence after all that? And then all of a sudden, out of the darkness, you see him you see his back flying towards the camera. He hits the camera and falls on the ground. And when he comes out of the, the frame of the camera, you see her standing there in the doorway with blood on her shirt. Yes. Now, and one then, of the things that uh, I thought, the, what, there was one thing that you forgot. Okay. Before he was thrown into the camera. Okay. You hear the boom, boom. Oh, boom, the boom. steps of the demon? Or is it? It's him, I think, being ragdollably dragged up the steps oh i don't know if i caught that yeah the whole thing it sounds okay. like the steps of her maybe just maybe hear... i heard that but i didn't think it i didn't think that in my head that's yeah, what yeah it, was. it was like boom boom that makes sense though boom 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 okay boom, boom. and it sounds like what well, it sounds like even, if you were creepier yeah if she now all of a sudden has the I, I mean i wish i had thought of that while i was watching it and then you see him flying back first at the camera yeah and then she's standing in frame the camera's now tilted yeah what happens then so she walks over to him, and I hope I'm remembering this right. She kneels down and kind of sniffs him. Is that right? Yeah. She kneels down, gets on her hands in kind of a creechy way, like in The Grudge. Yeah. How they that that woman is on her hands, yeah. like being uh, a creech down Unnatural the for a human. Very, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, primally, very animalistically. Yeah, very creepy. And so then um, she's like sniffing him. And then she starts to turn her head like she's going to look at the camera. And as that was happening, it was the greatest thing. I heard these girls down a few rows down. They they kept going, don't look at the camera. Don't look at the camera. Please don't look at the camera. Mm. They were like saying that out yeah, loud. Yeah, they, they were. They were so terrified. And then, of course, she looks at the camera. Out of the corner of her eye like she just spies it like, yeah. I see you. Yeah. And then, you know, she kind of jumps up and you see this, like, demon face for a split second. And then it ends. Yeah. It, her, like, she, like, swoops in towards the camera yeah. and her face briefly morphs. like kind of distorts. Distorts with, like, sharp, slightly sharper teeth and everything. Just and enough. Black to, eyes. Yeah, to where you're like, did I see that? Yeah. 
Um, and you knew it was going to happen. Yeah. But it didn't ruin it. No. It was like, oh, no, no, ah. And then it comes <laughs> up with a, I guess what would be considered a prologue. Yeah. And it just says, the police found his body October 11th, which I think was the next day. Yeah. But they never found her. But her whereabouts are unknown. Yeah. And uh, there was some, some creachy stuff in there. Well, um, so Jason, what are your final thoughts on this film? I think it's very good. It's very, it's different. Um, it is creepy. So I would say if you like horror films, definitely go and see it. Excellent. And I, I would agree. And again, remember, it's PG-13, except for the language which makes it an R. So, you know, which when there is that language in there, it's kind of realistic because it's when yeah. they're really upset. Right. Um, so anyway, we're going to close out. We actually have a, a, a friend of ours, David, who had a chance to interview the director of this film. And so um, he's going to be sending us a transcript of that interview. But until then, we talked to him live after the screening, and he describes the interview. So this isn't actually the interview. This is just him giving us some facts and tidbits um, that he picked up in the interview uh, with the writer, director, producer of the film. So here we go. And this is David, but this has been the Multi-Geek Show. And thanks so much for listening. So, yeah, we're just, I'm just going to do this real quick. Um, so I'm here with David, and you, you actually interviewed the director of this film. Yeah, I interviewed him. He said it was the whole movie was shot in seven days. It was $15,000. They used one house. There were The only CGI that was used was to take something out. They didn't. They didn't add anything. I mean, as you saw, there was no. There was no yeah. added blood. There was no, no guts. No, 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 no. There was the, none of the stuff that like. Not to say they aren't, they're bad, but like the great Saw movies. None, yeah, none yeah, of that. Yeah, yeah. None of that added. I don't even know. Like. I know what you're saying. Yeah. None like, of the they, fake. None of the fake things. They left it up to your imagination. Yeah. Uh, every time I was expecting to see something, oh, okay, they're going to show it. They're going to do a reel. They're going to show another shadow. They didn't. No. They let my no. imagination make it crazier exactly. and crazier. Exactly. They did. Um, when I was talking to the director, he said all all the things that have ever scared him were all in his head. It was all. Yeah. It was all stuff. It was totally. all stuff that like. It's not. It's not like seeing somebody, like a movie didn't scare him. It yeah. was just. It was just like what could happen. Like, what the hell is in my house? Yeah. Or, like he said, like Jaws, like, you don't know where sharks are. No. And yeah. it's like great movies like that, you just, it, it plays on your psyche. Your exactly. psyche, sorry. No, 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 I know what you're saying. Yeah. We were just talking about that, Jason. You were saying right before the movie started that you haven't seen a great movie that has messed with your mind. Yeah. So, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks very much, Dave. Appreciate it. No problem.